Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, about 13 minutes every day, seven days a week, getting us into God's Word and helping us to stay strong and grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, we always encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can every day. You know people in your life who need to grow in their faith. They need to turn to God. They need to start getting ready for eternity because it's coming. Share these short studies through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, for sure but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everyone you can. We're going to conclude our line of thought and study that we've been looking at over the last number of days now, talking about the cultural, moral degradation, the state of our nation. Our moral compass has largely been broken. We talked about how Jesus lamented over Israel, in Matthew chapter 23, verse 37 through 39, when he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate, for I will say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. When you read through the history of Israel in Old Testament scriptures, you find the reality, the stark reality of what Jesus lamented hundreds of years later happening back earlier in their history. They kept turning away from God and they kept suffering as a result. And that's a natural consequence of putting God out of our lives, just ignoring him, or even in a very direct and and, and, uh, absolute way, pushing him out of our lives, out of our mindset. We, We suffer as a result. When a nation tries to push God out of its moral conscience, out of its culture, which is its moral conscience, which is its mindset, that nation will automatically suffer as a result. Now, it may not happen that very day or that year, but it's going to happen, and we're seeing it happening right now in our nation because we have influential people in government circles, in media, in social circles that are pushing and we might say at a breakneck speed lately, to push God out of our mindset. And our nation is suffering the consequences already. And they will get worse if it is allowed to continue. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, well, just substitute. O America, America. No, are we killing the prophets? No, but we're trying to silence a great deal of their teaching. We're trying to put down, intimidate, manipulate 
people who would normally speak out against ungodliness, immorality, we're trying to silence them by threatening them, by intimidating them, castigating them. And it's working for a whole lot of people. But think about that. Your house is left to you desolate. Jerusalem was utterly destroyed by the Roman army within about 40 years of Jesus making this statement, and we might say prediction. Then the very next chapter, he, he prophesies the fall of Jerusalem, and with it, the nation of Israel, and it ceased to exist as a nation for almost 1,900 years thereafter. He goes on there in verse 39, he says, For I say to you, you shall see me no more, till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. When we start getting all heady, all arrogant, all feeling like we're self-sufficient, like we're in total control of our security and our strength and our needs, we're already on the precipice, on the precipice of self-destruction. And I'm afraid that that's where we're really close to right now as a nation and as a culture. We talked about one of the issues, moral issues, that is plaguing our nation, and it has plagued our nation for decades, and that's abortion. The issue of abortion is, is one of many that are tearing our culture and country apart, literally. We talked about how that original Roe v. Wade case in the Supreme Court in 1973 was determined by the panel of judges to give a constitutional right to abortion. We talked about how it set off a firestorm. Movements were formed on both sides of the issue, protests and marches and challenges legally to that ruling were brought on an, on an, an occurring you know, and really an incessant basis. But this recent ruling by our current Supreme Court that struck down that orig original real ruling on constitutional grounds is touched off a similar firestorm, but this time by the abortion rights advocates. Its culture is the basic mindset of a nation. The culture of a nation is the basic mindset of that nation. And our culture, and therefore our nation, is severely fractured over abortion. But that's just one issue. But let's talk about abortion further. It's a moral consideration. Now, the proponents of abortion rights, they try to frame it as simply a medical procedure that a woman chooses to use or pay for or have done to her personal body. A woman's right to choose what she does with her own body. But it purposely leaves out any mention of the other body, that of the baby, within the mother-to-be's womb. Many find license for the practice, noting that there is no specific thou shalt not practice abortion statement in the scriptures. 
But the principle of abortion is dealt with repeatedly. We talked about how murder is always condemned. And murder would be a repugnant act. We'd be just absolutely against murder. It's a violent act that takes the life of an individual. But abortion is a violent act that takes a life of an individual. That individual living within the mother's womb and growing to maturity and in development. A baby developing within a mother's womb exhibits life. It kicks, it squirms, it moves, she feels it. Again, try telling a mother who tragically loses her baby while still in her womb that it was not really a baby. It was just a mass of cells. Try telling that to her. Even the woman who chooses abortion, she feels the baby kick and squirm and move within her. That is life. And abortion is a violent act that takes that life. And that is fact. How many have taken their pet dog, and I've experienced this, to the veterinarian because the dog was so sick? It was beyond the point of being able to really treat it in an effective way. And so we say we had the dog put down. How many have sat there in the veterinarian's office and watched the vet poison the dog and watch the eyes go dead of that dog that was really a part of our family for so many years. We cry, don't we? I did. I recognized what was being done. The dog was being poisoned to death. Now, we say that's a humane act, but it gives us such pain. But we're trying to be told by our culture right now those who are trying to shape and remold our cultural mindset that a woman having an abortion, that's nothing. It's just a procedure she's having done on her own body. There's no real life there. Well, but there must be a life because that's what abortion is about, taking that life. You see the dichotomy. You see the contradiction in terms and in mindset. The wise man listed seven things that are an abomination to God. And one of them is hands that shed innocent blood. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 and 17. I ask you, what is more innocent than a baby in a mother's womb? Can you give me an answer? Mary, expectant with baby Jesus, visited her relative Elizabeth, also expectant with child at the same time, and Luke's account describes the reaction of the baby within Elizabeth's womb. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Well, that's life. That's a response. Luke 1, verse 44. Obvious, responsive life present within Elizabeth's womb. How does God view babies within the womb? 
Well, what about these examples? The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. Genesis 25 and verse 23. Oh, they were still in the mother's womb. But God already had identity for them. If men fight and hurt a woman with child so that she gives birth prematurely, if any harm follows, then you shall give life for life. Exodus chapter 21, verses 22 and 23. Part of the Old Testament law of Moses. The Lord has called me from the womb. And now the Lord says, who formed me from the womb to be his servant. Isaiah 49, verses 1 and 5. Before I formed you within the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah 1 and verse 5. Does that sound like the baby within the mother's womb is just a mass of cells? That it has no real identity? That it's not life? God is recognizing the life within the mother's womb. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us, Matthew 1 and verse 23. The baby within Mary's womb. And we could look at many additional scriptures, but these are sufficient to emphasize that God sees more than a lump of cells within a mother's womb. He sees a human being. He regards, in regards to many issues, our culture is on a dark path, oh, so dark. Considering the moral implications, abortion may be the most glaring and potentially condemning of all the issues among them. Typically, more than one million babies are aborted each year. That's nothing for us to be proud of as a nation, as a culture. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link. You can phone us at 402-498-8397. We'd love to hear from you, pray with you, talk with you, send you a free Bible study. Just contact us and ask. Let's pray. Father, as a nation, we need your guidance so much right now. Help us, Father, to see our need to turn to you. And away from the immorality that has become so, so much of an identity for our culture, for our nation at this present time. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.